All right, and hola, bienvenidos to gracias por compartir. Is that right? Because we have a Spanish guy in the audience. That's today. right, man. That's respectful. My mom's from South America. I ran it by her. I said, is this how you say hello? Welcome to thanks for sharing. And she, oh, so you practiced that? A little bit, yeah. Most of it was, you know. How do you know it was authentic? I asked my mom. Fact checked it. Okay. Uh, All right. So go ahead. Then it was like one of those things at the end. She was like, you're saying the last word wrong. It's an ear. So this was a whole ear. thing. This was like multiple. It was like five minutes this morning. I was like, did I do it right? And she Five went, minutes is big for you. Yeah. <laughs> to dedicate five minutes to anything is an accomplishment for me. I'm proud of you, bud. Thanks, man. And we're live at the Thanks for Sharing podcast. We are sponsored by Art History, Four Seasons Landscaping, ERT Restoration, Chop Shop Studio, Sharky's Barbershop, Pace Roofing, Nike, and Fiji Water. Because I just picked it up? Why not? So are, let me ask you this. Are all these, are these confirmed? Do they know they're your sponsors? No. <laughs> What do you want to look at? <laughs> <laughs> so at what point are you going to just, attempt to get sponsors? I'm just my, hoping that one of these companies takes well, pity on me. Pace knows your knows. Pace Roofing knows. Art History knows. Four Seasons Landscaping knows. Mm -hmm. Does ERT know? <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask them. All right. I'll give them a call. Uh, Sharky's Barbershop does know, and my buddy Sharky owns it, and he keeps saying, why do you say that in the beginning of every episode? Oh, he don't like it. He doesn't mind it. I never even heard of it. Where is it? Bristol Barrow, Mill See, now you're really promoting it. Yeah. Now he should contribute, because now think, you said locations. Yeah. You think this fade comes easy, man? It comes with I the price. I didn't know it was a fade, really, to be honest with you. What is it, then? Just I, a haircut? That's, that's a you had me fooled cut. Yeah. <laughs> All blade, no fade. Yeah, you don't know what's going on, man. It's it's kind of a fade. I don't know. I don't know hair that well. Halo? Halo. The game? <laughs> 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 All right. And today we have Johnny Cook, my good bud, who was the first person to ever watch me do stand-up comedy. I sure was. And yeah. I actually came across that video the other day ah. in my recycle bin. Yeah, bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, like most first attempts. Just no, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was just really awkward. Yeah. Well, you I, were extremely, I mean, you're an awkward person. Thank as, you. As most of us are. But you were super uncomfortable and not at all confident. Yeah. Which was great. It is great. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's just my demeanor. I think yeah. that's part of the charm of the act. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, uh, well, you killed it on the special when you put the special together. That yeah, was I good. I did my best on the special. It was in the dead of the winter, and, and uh, they came out. Yeah, I feel like the special should get more credit because I never attempted an hour, and I did stand-up comedy for six months, and we just recorded my first attempt at an hour, yeah. which is pretty hard to do. It was, and it was impressive. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. You've supported me a long way, and I do appreciate that. Good. Nice. I appreciate it. You appreciate the appreciation? <laughs> well, I'm just fishing for a topic here in my head. So as I'm listening, I'm not really listening yeah. because I'm trying to think of uh, my next. You're trying to get an angle. You're yeah. trying to get an edge on I'm the competition. On. Yeah. yeah. Enough about you. Enough about you. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with you? How was your day? Uh, 
everything's fine. All right, at that's this good. point, nice. You know, however, I did take my, um, I took my dog Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, to the vet today, and uh, you know, the vet, my vet is unfortunately a uh, part of the dramatic response to the COVID, yeah. and um, so they want like nobody in the office. You got to pull up outside, call them, let them know you're there, and then they tell you to come in. So my appointment was for eleven. And I get there at 10 off, right? I call, I'm outside. Okay, we'll call you when, uh, when we're ready to bring you in. Well, it's 11.38, now I'm upset. Uh, yeah. I call and I said, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, John, I got Biggie Smalls. I said, uh, my appointment was for 11, what's going on? You know, I know I gotta be here around two. Like I got, I got things going on. I don't know who the fuck in the world it sets aside a full day for a vet visit. I mean, you got to be super okay with yourself for that. Yeah, you got to really love that. You know, I, I need to get in and out. Yeah. You know, so I call her at eleven thirty-eight. I said, "What? What's going on? Like, my appointment was for 11. Oh well, we don't have a room open yet. We're really busy." I said, "Well, then why did you make the appointment for eleven? You told me that was an available time. Why is it eleven thirty-eight? And I'm still out here." Oh well, we were just about to call you and let you know we were running late. Sure you were. Yeah. Big whole thing. She's being real condescending and like real annoying on the phone. So I, she says, uh, should be another 10, 15 minutes. So I wait 10, 15 minutes and no call. So I'm like, fuck this. Now I'm, I'm super upset. I pull out. I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. As soon as I pull in the Dunkin' Donuts, which is right up the street, she calls me and says, we're ready for you. Right. So now I got a, you know, dramatic U-turn. I'm upset. Right. Things aren't going mm -hmm. You know, as did, planned, the dog's get, flying around in the back seat. Yeah. Did you get the Duncan though? Or did no. you go, wow, that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely upset. The whole situation's upset. Yeah. Yeah. So then I get back there and, and I walk in and, you know, she's being overly con uh, condescending. Yeah. You know, just I mean? acting superior. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I, so I control the vet, buddy. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, she works at a vet. So, I mean, maybe some people might seem that's a good job. But, I mean, to me, that's just, you know, I mean, it's kind of dead end if you ask me. Yeah. It's kind of like being a bartender at a franchise restaurant, if you would. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I, I think you have more of an opportunity because she ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you can run into a great, you know, customer that gives opens a door for you yeah. nobody's opening a door for her this yeah. is it i got she's gonna look at dog cocks for the rest of her <laughs> life i got my job dog cocks. i got my job at you another restaurant you thought dog cocks was funny yeah that's extremely immature <laughs> i know i mean this is a room room full of men and no one else talks <laughs> you. you really need to grow up ah I'm a child. If I would have said dog penises, that would have been funny. <laughs> Either way, you slice it, it's pretty. No, funny. dog cocks is like a man thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you see my dog's cock lately. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, no doors have been open for me at my job now. I've worked at another restaurant, and that's how I got the job at this restaurant. They were like, "You're real good at this." Oh, we're gonna move you. We're going to move you to... Yeah, I worked at a diner, and they were like, you want to step up to the big leagues? Applebee's is ready. I was yeah. like, you know it, man. Right. 
Now so we- up next is coming Apple C's. Yeah, I'm going. I'm <laughs> just upgrading, man. I'm just going down the whole app alphabet. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's a good move. I'm I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. I'm glad you're moving up. Hey, man. Stop. But I mean, so do you plan on being there? And when? When is the cutoff date? I don't know. Do you have a goal, or are you just winging it, man? Uh, I'm just winging it. It's a lot of out of comfort. It's a routine. They gave me a schedule I like. So what do you do when there's no customers because they're shut down? Because- yeah, exactly. That's how it's been for like a while now. And I'm just like, this job What do you depressing. do? Cut lemons? Yeah, I cut lemons every day. <laughs> they were real proud of that. <laughs> yeah. That's well, they were, they were real dramatic about it because we have a lemon slicer, which does the job for you, which is great. Yeah. Because I don't want to work to begin with. It's like a tomato slicer, but for lemons. Yeah. Perfect. So. We, Which the tomato slicers don't work. Yeah, no. It has to be a super brand new tomato. Yeah, it has to be perfectly right. But yeah. the lemon thing, it just dices perfect like eight slices or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And the problem is. Let me ask you a question. Do you wash your hands before you do that? Yeah. Because it's been told to me that the lemons never ask for a lemon in a, in a drink because it's the dirtiest yeah. object at a restaurant. Yeah, you pe- know, you get the. You know, the slob waitress, <laughs> you know, and they're cutting lemons all day, sticking their fingers up their ass. Do you stick, do you ever stick your finger up your ass before you cut a lemon? No, I use tongs <laughs> up my ass. <laughs> Good. Then I use my finger for the lemon. No, I don't, I don't. You don't wash your hands every lemon, dude. No, you don't. Stop. I wash before. I know your job's on the line here. No. Okay. But you could be honest. I wash my hands. Then we have to wear gloves at work now. Anyways. So I wash my hands, put the gloves on, go through the lemon slicer. But the problem is they changed up how the lemons need to be cut now, which is dramatic. Right. Because they used to be wedges. Now they have to be wheels. Gotcha. So the lemon slicer doesn't work on that. It's pretty upsetting. It is. It sounds it. Yeah. It does sound it. No one understands how difficult my job is, man. I'm just trying to tell you about it. Well, anytime I ever call you and you happen to be at your job, you're never in a good mood. No. 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 So wouldn't that be maybe a thought to say, you know what? I'm going to shop around. Yeah. Well, this podcast is picking up. I don't know if you heard Fiji sponsors us now. That's big. That's big water money, man. Yeah. Edible arrangements, too. New sponsor. They make mugs. They make mugs, apparently. That makes no sense. Yeah. You can't eat a mug. I think. (laughs) Very true. I think they might use it as a vase base. A vase. What do you say? I don't ever say that word. Yeah. In any context or. That's real manly. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the point of that? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Grab the vase. (laughs) Hey, when you're while you're out, pick me up a vase. (laughs) Yeah. There's no reason to ever say that word. Nah, you're right. But you said it. Yeah, because the mug, that's what they put the uh, edible arrangement in. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's the edible arrangement. Yeah, man. Easy. Yeah, that's the Voss. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So, so <clears throat> I uh, from one of our sponsors, I called him and I told him uh, that it was um, your birthday. Nice. And um, I'm still waiting for them to reply back. They said yeah. about four to eight weeks, they'll give me an answer. But in the meantime, they told me to put up the money for your birthday present. Oh. And maybe they'll uh, 
reimburse me at some point. So if nice. they don't reimburse me, I'll just. I'll get a hold of them. I got people there. Yeah. An Air Max 90, which is my favorite. Are you Air a Max. pink guy? I'll wear pink. I don't mind. I was I wearing pink would. once last night. Yeah. They were yellow and pink. I know. They were pretty loud. They were blockbuster video loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was to match my blockbuster newfound glory hoodie, which everyone obnoxiously. Like what Bane's do is they rip off a logo. Let's get that in the shot, too. Like you rip so off can, sponsors. Yeah, like I rip off sponsors. <laughs> like a band will rip off like a logo. Yeah. And Newfound Glory picked Blockbuster, and I waited nine months for the hoodie. Mm-hmm. After countless emails, and I was like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on. I get that we're in a global pandemic right now. And they were like, oh, yeah, sorry. Things are backed up. Then nine months later, they're like, hey, man, sorry about that. We're just real backed up. Then I was like, all right, well, can you send me my stuff? And like four of the things I ordered, they were just like, yeah, we don't got that anymore. So there you go. There you go. And the they don't look quite pink with the blue light, with the lights. They look nice in the light. Yeah. We'll put that in the shot. Yeah. So happy birthday, bud. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. What else did you do for your birthday? Uh, I didn't really do much. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what like I intended. I was like, I don't want to be around people. You know what I mean? So that was your choice. For your birthday. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big birthday guy anyways. This is this is what was upsetting. I worked on my birthday, made it through the whole shift. <laughs> no one said anything, which is because it's not like I announced it. And then I left. Then the next day, I'm halfway through my shift and they're like, Hey, come to the back real quick. My boss did, and I was like, Ah, oh, what the what the fuck? Yeah. And everyone that works there at that particular shift had a cake and they start singing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it was yesterday. And they're like, I know, but we got you a cake today. I said, but Is I was story over yet. Yeah, pretty much. All right. But I, it was upsetting because I worked on my birthday. I worked with the same people I worked with the next day. And they're like, hey, we got you a cake for your birthday. And I was like, is this you guys feeling guilty about? Yeah, man. That was a lot. Hello. <laughs> 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 wow if that wasn't a drawn out story i don't know because i you lost me at some point yeah after the third sentence well you like, asked me what i did for my would, birthday i was just and telling it was you that you yeah. you answered it by saying nothing and then it went into like what was the topic of that story i just thought it was weird i was with these people on my birthday right, then- he's gonna tell it again <laughs> 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 Slow down, man. You keep setting me up to tell it again. I, well, I don't know. First off, first off, you reacted as if your birthday was no big deal and you didn't want anybody around. And then you proceeded to go into this long, drawn out story that you were super passionate about. But it's contradicting <laughs> to your original statement that your birthday was nothing to you. So that was upsetting. <laughs> the whole thing's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's me. Very. <laughs> Very. Um, we'll just move on from my birthday. Who cares? You know what I mean? Well, I, apparently you do. You're right. Who cares? That's good. Hey, who? Angel? Yeah. Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever generic Hispanic name I want to think. Well, his about. name's Andrew, but that's what I say. Andrew. But Ryan Shank. Yeah. yeah. Um, keeps calling him Angel. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, is very stereotypical in my eyes. Yeah, which is the equivalent of him just going like, hey, Jose, get over here. Yeah, right. So or Jose B. Uh, Jose B. Either one of those. Passionate about that name, Jose B. Yeah. It's a great name. 
or Paco, he said. Wow. 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 Self-dig. Yeah. Be nice so what's up, man? man? What, do we, what do we got here? Um, Just hanging out, man. We're, we're moving along great, swimmingly. We're crushing it. This podcast is off the charts lately. So you asked me what the end goal was for my life. It's this, yeah. which is doing extremely well. Is it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Top five in Philadelphia. I have no statistics to back that up, <laughs> but I feel like if I just keep saying- Top five in Philadelphia amongst friends. Yeah. Right. I feel like if I keep saying it, other podcasts in the Philadelphia area will be like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And Yeah. Sure. And it's like, clearly I'm better than you, you know? I agree. It's There's a- not many podcasts I listen to, and um, this is definitely one that I haven't listened to yet. That's good. That's good. So I will check it out now because <laughs> I'm a narcissist. And yeah. All, and you you need know, to- I'm on it. You know, so Everyone's I'll- a bit narcissistic. I did. I did. Um, I listened to my buddy, Nate. Yeah. Nate was, uh, Nate was good. I know. And uh, Stubbs. Stubbs was on here. Stubbs he was-, was the best, dude. Yeah. Well, he's just a great guy in general. Yeah, Stubbs is a very good, good, good dude. Yeah, he's like the mayor of Levittown, man. Surprisingly older than I thought he was. What is he? Forty two, I think. I'm not going to say, but Oops. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was about half his age. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. good. <laughs> That's good. That's I a compliment. He was in his teens. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big teenager, then, dude. Well, you never know these days. Yeah, with man. all the milk. <laughs> do you drink milk? I do. What kind of milk? Uh, I knew this. This will probably get you upset. One uh, percent. Now, why one? Why one percent? I don't know. It's just what my mom buys, and as you got we, used to it. And as you know, I'm a child, so whatever's in the house, we have whole milk too. But my, you, if you only, I'll have- use either or. I don't. Oh, okay. I can't really tell the difference. I'm not like, like if it was. So skim- then why did you specify 1%? Because that's like said either. Well, we get the whole milk because my brother's kids are always at the house and they drink whole milk. And the 1% is like me, my mom and dad. So I just used to grab in the you, 1%. Your mom buys two different thicknesses of milk. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a lot. Yeah, man. Because if you're one, we're doing really one. well for ourselves, dude, I'm not trying to brag, but we get oh, yeah. two well, gallons of milk. Why wouldn't you just buy 3% milk? <laughs> Do they make that? <laughs> they should. I don't know. Certain milks upset me, like almond milk upsets me. Yeah, there's no point in that. Yeah, and people are like, it tastes... The well, second what's someone the says... What's the difference between low-fat and skim milk? I think it's like more watery, like it's more liquidy, if that makes... I don't know. I'm not a milk guy. All right, well, just, you do this a lot, and it's very upsetting. <laughs> what, I just I make- ask you a question, and you try to make up an answer that's very... Uh, Unverified. <laughs> <laughs> Reality is just a suggestion. I throw it out there and people, most people who would listen probably won't fact check it. They'll probably be like, that sounds about right. Yeah. It's more watery. Right. So it, it, we, art history, you yeah. spoke with JP. Whoever manages their Instagram, I just messaged him. I was like, hey, can I say you guys sponsor us? And they were like, yeah, sure. Can, I, wait, can I say is what you said? Can I say you sponsor me? Yeah. So why don't you just ask him to sponsor you? I don't know. It's kind of a waste of a phone call. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a phone Can call. Can I pretend you guys sponsor me? Yeah. <laughs> why not just, hey, guys want to sponsor my podcast? Yeah. What does it mean? I, yeah. Send me shirts and I'll mention your name. Yeah. I've worn their shirts a lot on this podcast already. For free. For free. To spread the love, man. Well, that's good. It's all about networking. 
I hope, and that's why I do what I do. Like, you know, I have a side thing that I'm creating a brand, uh, you know, related to things that I'm into, which is cars, weird cars. And, uh, you know, there's, it's all about just, I'm never going to make, feed my family off it. Yeah. You could probably feed yourself off of this podcast at this point because you eat nothing but shit junk food. That's right, man. So you'll be fine. Yeah. Now, if you start eating fruits, you're fucked. I eat apples. What kind of apples? Granny Smith are my favorite. Favorite? Or that's all you eat? No, I'll eat like a Red Delicious or a Honey Crisp. <laughs> honey Crisp? Yeah, is that not what the one apple's called? Um, Don't know. Never heard of it. I heard red or green. <laughs> There's like variations of apples, man. Is there? You need to grow up. Are red there, and green. Are, are there you? yellow apples? Yeah. Where? The grocery store, man? I don't know. There's not yellow apples. I think there's yellow apples, man. Now you think. Do you see what you do? No, I know there's yellow apples. No, you're getting you me always angry answer now. my question. You try to trick me. And I'm done. <laughs> this is it. After this podcast, we're done. We're done, man. Don't ever want to see you again, man. Yeah. So, how is we're the whole, fishing, what? How is the whole car thing going? By the way, well, it's off season. It's winter time. It's so this season. is build time. This is when you uh, you know get things ready, and hopefully we have a season next year. Yeah. See, I wouldn't even know there's a car season. That's how out of touch with cars I am. Well, it's nice weather so that you can go yeah. out and enjoy you know car meets and shows and stuff yeah. like that. I do know that your Volkswagen, the Woody. Is a big deal because I went to one car meet with you and everyone was like, holy shit. And it is a cool car. It's a cool old car. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not the one. Yeah, it's not there's the more one. To, there's more to do. Are you building to towards stuff. the one? Yeah, I got a couple of projects for this yeah. winter time that I'm trying to. I'm actually driving up to Ohio. I'm supposed to. I'm like on the fence of if I'm going to go through with it or not because um, I can always postpone it. Um, but I should do it. You know, Ohio's eight hours. Yeah. So I got to load up a non-running Volkswagen, which is actually one of the most rarest older Volkswagens. It's, it's, I don't want to bore everybody, but real quick, Volkswagen linked up with this company called Grumman at one point in the eighties, and they were trying to gain the contract of the postal service. So they were trying to supply the postal delivery trucks, the ones with the, you know, that you see the, 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 the mailman driving. Yeah. They were trying to supply the U.S. post office and the Canadian post office with their vehicles. So they created a, you know, they built a bunch of these little um, post office trucks. And they, they tried to sell them to Volkswagen and, and they didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. They tried to sell them to the post office and the post office didn't want them. So they were stuck with like 500 of these things. I think that's all they made. And um and so they ended up in the market, like floating around, and they're really cool looking. Yeah. So are they the grail? I have one. Are what? they the grail of Volkswagens? Like, is that the grail? If well, you're like into Volkswagen, it depends on what you're into. So like, yeah. there's air cooled Volkswagens, and then there's water cooled. Air cooled is like your buses, your Beetles from back in the day. Yeah. The bus is cool. Yeah. I always sure wanted one, but I can't drive stick. Yeah. Well, you can convert it to an automatic. I feel like that's a lot. Is that oh, a, lot? Is a lot? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I don't work on my own cars. I, yeah. I do another, I do something else for a living. I'm not, yeah. you know, uh, a car 
mechanic. You know what I mean? Right. So, but anyway, um, so in the water-cooled era, this is like one of the rarest of the old water cool. So it's cool. Nice. Yeah. And I'm putting it together to be, to kind of be like a promo vehicle for my brand because yeah. I do, I do t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. So. See, that's fun. You're yeah. all about the road trip to get the car. I remember you had to go up to Boston, like maybe like a month never, ago. Never went to, but it was someone else. It was you, man. I didn't go to Boston. I went to uh, Cape Cod. I went to Kentucky. This was all. I think you were going to go to Boston because you were like, you want to take a day trip to Boston. Like it's some, <coughs> nice little trip from philadelphia you're like you want to take a day trip to boston it it's possible and i think you cut a couple hours off the trip you just to, like, uh, you sell me to. on it you were yeah, like yeah it's only two hours yeah it's three hours and i was like boston's well, like four ohio's or five hours eight, dude yeah that's it ohio's eight hours and yeah. um i'm pretty much doing it by myself you know I asked my my fiance if she wanted to come and and she can't come because she's got a birthday party to go to. But yeah, you know I got a so I got a load of this. It's called a Cub van, this postal truck thing. Yeah, and it's got no brakes, and I got to load it into my trailer and um, drive it eight hours to Ohio to the dude that's going to do all the cosmetic work on it to bring it back. To refresh it up and make it look cool, you know what I mean? Nice man. So. It's one of my passions. It's what I'm into. Just like you're into this and Applebee's. That's yeah. what I do. Well, every everybody needs something, man. You sure do. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, can, it can be a boring it's life. It's kind of upsetting people that just have no hobbies and they do nothing with their time. Yeah, I'm like, what do you what do you do, you know? And then there's the people that are confused as to what they do. So they rotate hobbies every two months. They're into something new. Sounds like that's, someone we know. That's upsetting, too. Yeah. They don't know who they are. Yeah, they just jump to, they're like, this is what I'm into. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, like our buddy Shank's real into playing the bass now. Who? Shank. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him either. But uh, funny you brought him up, though. Uh, but he's real into playing the bass. And my good friend, Mark, who is here right now, phenomenal bass player. And like, Shank. Has he listened? Has he gave a review to Shank's bass playing? I don't think he's ever heard it. We need that. We need <laughs> yeah. that. We need an honest Just, review from an authentic bass player. Yeah. To give us what his opinion is on your friend. You said it's Shank. Yeah, I think it's Ryan or Brian. No. Brian. Okay. All right. We'll go with Ryan. Brian Shank. Steen. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> Brian Dorislepo. Yeah. Sleep out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. So he was he was just sick uh, for the last two weeks, and I spoke to a mutual friend, and um, they asked how Ryan was doing, and I said, uh, you know, he was pretty banged up. He couldn't get out of week out of bed for about a week, and they said, well, that's that's normal for him. He never gets out of bed. Yeah, sounds about, about right. right. Yeah, that's upsetting. What was upsetting? That he. Just normally doesn't get out of bed for a week. That's just upsetting. Like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Nah, he's cool. Ryan's right. the man. He's great. Yeah. We all went to Vegas together. That was a that was, it was a disaster. Yeah. It was a disaster. It was upsetting. Yeah. You are one of the, and I was just thinking about that. You are one of those people who has true passion in being miserable, just portraying miserableness. You and, think so? Yeah. You talk about it a lot. Well, you can, you can embrace yeah miserability. See, people, they shun it away, and they look at it as a negative thing. Yeah. Which it doesn't have to be. But I get where you're coming from, because you were talking last night about being in uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah. 
and uh, just getting just to go on there just to get upset. And I find myself doing that a lot with like social media. I'm like, yeah, me, dude, let, dude, let I me keep, go on this. I keep bit. certain people on my friends list, Alerts. on my Snapchat <laughs> list yeah. so I can get upset. Yeah, because I'm just like, ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a that's the way I feel when I and but I, I I get a I there's a joy that comes from that if that makes sense. Oh, I totally get it. There's people I love on social media and it's just like everything upsets me about it and especially if it gets like a lot of love, like if it gets like a lot of likes and comments, I'm like, "Really? Yeah. That's upsetting." Well, there's some people that can put up like, you know, three-word sentences like uh, you know, I just rolled my hose in my backyard and they get 350 likes. Yeah. And then I talk about how, you know, my fiance's pregnant and I get three likes. Yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, no. everyone's like you should start talking about hoses. It's all the rage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. a fascinating world we live in. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people that, and, and you know, I don't, I'm out of that phase, but we've all went through the phase where it was like, you know, you needed that confirmation that yeah. people were paying attention to you. Um, and the likes were the start of that. You know what I mean? Right. And you have some people like uh, one of your sponsors, Pace Rubin, John LaPera. He, uh, anything he would put up would be like it's an like, easy hundred. Yeah, he just breaks the internet. Yeah, and then I would put up like, hey, I'm celebrating four-year anniversary, and I'd get like 32 likes. And right. I'm like... Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I did real well on a Facebook status one time and I did it as a joke. I got employee <coughs> I got employee of the month at Applebee's. <laughs> so I wrote a thing about it jokingly and I think people like started liking it out of like thinking I was like serious cuz I wrote like it's the internet. You can't tell the inflection in my voice and I'm like yeah. I'm like proud moment uh after six years of working here, I finally got employee of the month. I reached the highest level of Applebee's and people were like, congratulations, like going nuts on the status. They're like, you earned every bit of that, man. Good for you. And I'm right. like, wow, you people really think I can't. Well, I like I like making statements that not everybody know are joking statements. Yeah. Except the person who I'm replying to. So um, our good friend, Michelle Farrell, she's great. She's, she's great. A, a total legend. She's. Uh, doing tattoos now. Yeah, she's going to be she the working at. Just uh, give her a little shout out. Inkwell two and five on Frankfurt Inkwell. Avenue. So she's in, still an apprentice, and she's doing apprenticeship tattoos. So go she check tattooed her out. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so she had posted something, and I commented, um, basically something along the lines of, uh, you know, sorry to hear the news that you don't have much longer. And um, she was getting phone calls from her family. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. What are you calling this guy? You're not telling us. Huh? Right. Or, yeah. Right. Who am I? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're passing away. Yeah. You know. So, uh, she, Michelle had called me like, well, why did you do that? Like, she was devastated, but it was funny. Yeah. So, my point of bringing that up is I don't take social media uh, serious at all. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I don't get political. I try not to. Yeah, I'm learning not to get so, like, involved. Like, I need it for stand-up comedy because it's huge for any well, yeah, art form. Yeah, that's what I mean. For networking, it's yeah, really good. But I'm learning not to get, like, distracted. Like, oh, well, why did this video only get... Why did this video get 100 likes, but this video only got 13? And I'm like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know? Right, because this is just a project for you. Yeah. Right? It's just what I'm doing. It's my passion. Yeah. 
It's my Volkswagen. <laughs> so at some point, you'll be, you know, if you can grow your followers, then you can start doing live streams. and Yeah. You got to get this thing out to different platforms, though. That's And that's what's upsetting about you. Like, I suggest things that are in your own good, and yeah. you just don't do them. Right. You're just looking for someone to do it for you. Oh, I'm notorious for that, man. Yeah. I'm a big, can you please help me? It's not a help. It's a do. It's a, can you do this for me? I'm a completely flawed human being. And I'm help is like, you got a broken leg. I'm going to help you get up the steps. This yeah. is like, can you please do this for me? Because I'm too fucking lazy. Yep. Good. And you're proud of it. That's upsetting. Yeah. It's real upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> upsetting is my favorite, man. Uh, I will thank you. You have... Uh, reinvigorated my joy for Alcoholics Anonymous. Really? Because I was at a point where I wasn't feeling it, and you do a Thursday night beginners meeting, which is... Every Thursday at 10. Every Thursday at 10 at Life or Death at Willits and Home Circle, right? Yeah. Homes and Willits? Homes and Willits? Set it backwards. Ah, whatever. I do that a lot. (laughs) I did that with the special. I made a flyer. And and the group is staying open during this... Mask up. Goofy little... Yeah, yeah, just wear your mask. Because I personally can't do the Zoom meetings. I did one Zoom meeting. They asked me to speak on it for my anniversary in April. And it was just like a FaceTime with like 15 people. And I was like, I'm not doing this. This is I, awkward. Just just like we were talking about the person with the hobbies. Yeah. Um, that applies to me, too, because I get into something. I'll get into something like knee deep. Yeah. Because it's a new thing. Like when I decided I wanted to start playing Xbox again, like I... You know, bought the new, the big headphones and, yeah. you know, the special controller. And all in. That. Yeah, all in. So when the Zoom thing took over back in like March, April, I uh, I put it together for the group for Life for Death. And I started doing that with them. And, uh, and it was good for a little bit, but then it kind of, it got old. Like you wanted in-person meetings. And then, and then I started making in-person meetings again. And I'm like... These people are upset. Yeah. But I like the upsetting. I like seeing these people in the wild and I'm just like, oh man, this yeah. guy. Yeah. But uh, the, I did one Zoom meeting, man, and I did not like it. Like I was the speaker. Everyone was just staring at me. I was like laying in bed. I flipped the camera around on my bare feet. I was like, I just want you all to see how ridiculous this Zoom meeting is. Like these are my bare feet. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just like, yeah, good message. I talked for like five minutes. I was like, this is awkward and weird. I wasn't feeling it. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. But you started doing that beginner's meeting, what, about a year ago, two years ago? Dude, ridiculously long ago. Three? Dude, here's what happened, right? So the 10 PMs used to always be a uh, topic meeting every night. I remember that. I was just telling Angel about this. Every night but Thursday was a topic. It used to be as Bill sees it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Topic meetings, which, you know, once in a blue moon, they're okay. But every night... So uh, I was kind of drifting away, like you just mentioned, from making meetings in AA and all that stuff. But one night, something just hit me. Like, why don't you, why don't you try to contribute making the tens a little bit? You know, because there's always been like a younger crowd going to that meeting. Yeah. So I went into the business meeting, and the way Life for Death is, the way their uh, the group bylaws are, or whatever. If you Back then, you could go into any business meeting and suggest to change a format of a meeting. 
they have now since changed that. They don't, you're only allowed to do that once a year at the bylaws meeting. But back then, you could go every month and change the format of the meeting. Different, right. Yeah. So I went in, and, and the first switch was the 10 p.m. Wednesday speaker. So the way the group is, if you want to change a meeting, you have to commit to that meeting for three months, and you have to chair that meeting for three months. And then after three months, they, you bring it back to the business meeting, and they make a decision on whether they're going to keep it permanently. And that's based off of basically your commitment to it. So yeah. if you keep it going for the three months, then they'll, they'll keep it. So Wednesday, speaker, I started doing that. I did that for three months and then changed another meeting. I think it was uh, the Tuesday surprise speaker. I did that for three months. And then um, uh, we did the Sunday, the God meeting, yeah. candlelight, Saturday, double speaker, and then um, the Thursday beginners. So I did the three months. And then when the three months was up, they wanted me to keep doing it. It's not like they asked me, but it yeah. was successful for the group because the group was struggling financially. And at least, you know, on Thursday nights, we had a decent seven tradition. Right. And it started to create a following. So at one point, um, I just kept it. And every business meeting, they're just, you know, assuming that I'm taking it. So it's been, to answer your question, I would say four Three, four years, dude. That's a long time. Yeah. To keep it going, man. But and it's helped a lot of people. You've seen a lot of people because the setup is, and for everyone, you need to check it out if you're in the Philadelphia area and if you're sober. And if not, check it out anyways. It's pretty fun. We'll welcome you. Can yeah. you imagine some normal person like, I'm here for the AA party and people be like, come on in, man. <laughs> well, last night was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was and it's like a level of fun in AA where it's like if the rest of the world saw it, they'd be like, what's wrong with this place? But it's so, so great. It, since we're, we opened the AA manhole, that's where we're at. I'm going to dig deeper into it. And, you know, the, the passion behind the Thursday night thing is based off of the fact that when I first came to AA in my low younger 20s, there was like an enthusiasm with it. Like we... We were all pumped up. You know, we, we pumped each other up. People spoke for their anniversaries. We hung out in AA. We went everywhere together, 30, 40 deep at the diner, things like that. And, uh, you know, there was more things to do back then. So there was a lot more motivation to be a part of AA. And all I know is the area that I live in, and I don't know if it's because I'm older now, that's kind of dwindled away. There's yeah. not so much. It's more now, I feel, who sounds the best yeah. or who acts like they're doing the best. You know what I mean? Let's knock it off and be real and talk about what's really going on, which is not every day is perfect. Not every day is great. And we're here to talk about it and let you know that you're not any different because you you agree with me. Right. You know what I mean? And that's huge. Right. So taking that attitude with that beginner's meeting and then adding the enthusiasm with the giving away the coins and the blow horns and the music and the balloons now and the silly string last night, which was fucking yeah. nuts. It, it you know, pretty it just, wild. all I know is I was thinking the other day, like if I was getting my four month coin, I would want to get it there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because internally that four month coin is unbelievable. Like it's a big deal, you know, and it's most 
not many other people really care other than your AA people and your close immediate family if they know what's going on. But the world doesn't give a fuck you're four uh, yeah, sober. They don't care not. I'm eight years sober. They don't care you're, you're coming up on 90 now, right? Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> not they don't, you know, yeah, most, no one cares. Applebee's don't care. Yeah, Applebee's don't give a fuck. You dude. know what I'm saying? So with that being said, we capitalize off of being in a room yeah. with a bunch of people that care. So when you put your hand up that you got four months, we go fucking crazy. Yeah. And you know I think I mean? it's also a good like reassurance for like newly sober because like usually with the coin system, it goes one day, 30, 60, 90, six months, nine months. So you don't get one for every month usually. Yeah. The and you bought like AA an enthusiasm thing. of people who are like, oh, I can get a five month coin. Like you're not getting that anywhere. Right. You got to come to the life or death beginners meeting. Yeah, and they are AA coins, too. They have the oh, AA enough. logo yeah. on them. Yeah. And that's all, you know, uh, I just, it's it's kept me sober. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to it every Thursday. Some Thursdays, I'm like, ah, I don't feel yeah. like, especially now, because I'm on this really weird adult schedule where I'm, like, up at 7. Yeah. And I'm, in, I'm tired by, like, 8 or 9. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like 10 rolls around like last night and I'm like not interested. But as soon as I get started, it kicks back in and I'm just like right at home. I'm still adjusting from like two weeks ago, the time change or three weeks ago. I haven't adjusted yet. Yeah. We uh, talked about it. You said you refuse. I don't. You're just I not doing it, it anymore. Yeah. I, I eventually <laughs> have to adapt because I sh keep showing up places way too early. Yeah. And um, I try to be early to stuff. I think that's just a good habit to be in. Yeah. Or would I be showing up late? I don't know. I get so confused every time it comes around. I'm like, so do we lose an hour of sleep or do we get in people? And people always answer with the same thing. They're like, well, like right you now, fall it's back three. and you spring right forward. Right now it's three, but it's really four. So if I'm, if I'm due to meet you at four and I didn't turn my clocks back, yeah. when would I leave? Whoa. <laughs> 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 you're answering you're asking too many tough questions man i would leave in an hour from now <laughs> <laughs> which would mean i would arrive there in an hour <laughs> from now yeah. but in my world right it's two yeah so i'm like all right i gotta meet joe at four in his world right but in my world, I'm two hours early, so I'm going to wait an hour, and I'm going to get there at your time five, my time on time. Right. <laughs> right. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> so technically, if I protested like I like I say I'm going to do every year, yeah. and I end up conforming to it, if I was going to protest for daylight savings, I would be an hour late everywhere. Yeah. Right. You're right. I think I don't know. My head hurts from all this. Yeah, and it's only one hour. I just want to protest something. You're getting real goofy. Like school. A, yeah, you were like, "Are you meeting me?" <laughs> you said it so convincingly. You were like, "You meeting me at the protest for school?" And I was like, "What?" And you were like, "School, like just in general." And I was With a like, K. "Yeah, S K O O L." School. Three O's. <laughs> Three O's. School. School. <laughs> I'm down to protest school. Well, they were protesting something down uh, the convention center. Yeah, and um, and I thought it would be it, it would be great if we could get on film where yeah. everyone's going nuts about the president and the votes and all this, and yeah. we're just walking around with misspelled signs. Yeah, 
protests in a very logical system that we need. That we need. <laughs> <laughs> and just be Which like. Which would be school. Yeah. You know, I mean. I'm protesting school because clearly you can see I spelled this wrong. <laughs> how you keep saying it like it's really spelled. School. 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 Right. You kind of got to twirl the lips when you say it. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that's fun. Yeah. You getting comfy, man? I'm trying to. I'm not a big fan of these chairs. Yeah. It's so just a chair. Maybe if uh, if Nike ever calls us back about the sponsorship. If Nike could get us a chair, that'd be great. Do they make chairs? Nike chairs? Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah. They make Nike Air. Why not Mike Nike yeah. chair? Mark just said chair force ones. <laughs> chair, yeah. right, here we go. Yeah, Chair Max. Uh, we're big fans of like the dumbest dad puns. And one of my favorite Me too. One, one of my favorite <laughs> ones is your other dog's name, which is Ozzy the Prince of Barkness. That's that's oh, like that. yeah. yeah. The Prince of Barkness, Ozzy. Puns are just the best form of humor. Well, ever. you know who's the king of puns? Who? Chris Heilman. Oh uh, yeah, he is great. And big pun. And big pun. <laughs> <laughs> big pun and Chris Heilman. Yeah. That's and um, it, just as well as he has a lot of uh, supporting fans, he has many non-supporting fans that really, he grinds all their gears. Yeah. I feel like it's good to grind somebody's gears every once in a while. When you know you have that power over someone, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. It happened to me in a meeting like a week ago. I was like saying something and. Someone just I have snapped. a friend of mine that's super sensitive, and I know that. So I do things to bring out his sensitivity. Yeah. Watch him cry. Yeah, it's great. It's a beautiful thing. Dude, ain't it, though? Anal? Anal? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pronounced anal, but... Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Dude, you were talking last night at the very lovely meeting. You were talking about living in the recovery house and not being able to pass the blue line. And I fucking was dying laughing at that. Yeah, 16 house. 16 house. That's a true story. Yeah. So please explain to me that. I did last night. If I'll do it again. Oh, yeah. The YouTube wasn't there last night, man. Could you imagine if we set the podcast up in the meeting and it's like, you we guys can do that. Yo, there's no <laughs> rules to that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 16 house was, um, and, and the owner of that house was just there last night. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't know, whatever, but, um, yeah, dude, they had, um, they had a blue line about six feet from the front door and you couldn't cross that blue line or you were getting, you were kicked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. And, um, my buddy, Matt. Uh, who uh, God rest his soul? He used to say, if you spend thirty days at Sixteen House, it should count for a year sober. Yeah, that's how fucking brutal it yeah, was. It sounds intense. It was the, bad. The fact that there's a line and they're like, "Don't you dare cross this." Yeah, it was total miserableness. Yeah, I always think back about living in the recovery house. I remember I only lived there for four months because, <laughs> yet again, I'm a child. Yeah, and I was like, I my I could never leave Ben Salem, the town I grew up in. You like to point out that I say I'm from Philly, but I never well, said that do. once. Yeah, you're always trying to represent Philly. It's upsetting. It is upsetting. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not. The only time I would say I'm from Philly is if I was like. And what's really super upsetting is the fact that you're scared of the dark. Yeah. That, Petrified. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially you have a phone in your pocket. You don't yeah. need to be in the dark much longer, but you do it. I feel like you do it on purpose for attention. You got to face your fears. Am I right, man? <laughs> Um, uh, the halfway house, I moved out like within four months and they're all like, you're going to die. Yeah. And I'm the only one alive. And I said that the other night and someone's like, that's fucked up. I'm not the end all be all, but the reality is recovery houses are a punishment and a result of your drinking. They're not, you know, you can look at it, you know, stop complaining. Like, cause you bought that. Yeah. If you hate it there, good. Stay sober and get out. Yeah, the you whole pick thing. up, you'll be back. Yeah, the whole thing is just amusing to me. Like, especially when you go through it and you just realize like how childish it is. Like five dudes bitching over like, who left this dirty spoon in here? Oh yeah, it gets real petty, dude. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like you got nothing else to talk about. These yeah. are all on blackout. Yeah. The the best you can get to go out would be some shot out meeting. Yeah, where everybody's portraying the fact that their lives are great and who you are with one ankle sock and one crew sock <laughs> you know with your toes sticking out of one of them and you got to fold them underneath yeah you know what i mean <laughs> the struggle you know? right and you got slides that are either too big or too small for your feet your heels hanging off the back right and then you want to go to a meeting with a guy that just pulled up in an escalade with new yeezys on yeah. and everything sounds great looks great and he's talking about how fucked up your life is, but how great his is. Yeah, and you're just like, fuck <laughs> this guy. Right. Is he better than me? Got to escalate in some Yeezys? Yeah, but I get it. Because every yeah. single time, dude, what the worst was like in detox, when the outside meeting would come and you can't smoke. I couldn't smoke in this one detox specifically that I remember. They would give you either gum or a patch. And the gum is not Nicorette, like name brand. It's like tire rubber yeah with nicotine in it you know what i mean but the people would come from the outside meetings they would smell like cigarettes they'd have their big great one dunkin donuts they're you know they smell clean they got nice clothes on and they sit down and my immediate thought was who the fuck are these jerk offs that think they're better than me yeah you know what i mean but See, the thing is, like like what I just said, people complain about new sobriety, like it sucks, it's hard, my parents won't talk to me, this recovery house blows, and they think the answer is to throw the tally and go get high, which is actually the idiotic response, because all you're going to do is end up either starting over yeah. again, or the more dramatic option, which is no longer be here. Yeah. So, like, chew on it, you bought it, get through it, and you never have to be back on blackout ever again in your life right i did one of you were talking about the outside meetings like in a detox i remember like there's no worse feeling than like especially if you were sober a little bit before and you're trying again and you're like in a rehab or a detox and you see someone you know from the oh, dude i it's um, the word like a dude that used to go to life or death all the time ended up working at living grin when i was there the last time i remember like he was just like looking at me i didn't know he worked there and i looked up and i like my heart sank i was like oh no this is gonna be a terrible month yeah and he was like look at you you're pathetic you're a piece of shit and you're probably gonna die and i look back at it now i'm like i don't think you talk to people in a rehab like that but thank god he did oh he was calling you a piece of shit yeah that's literally what he said he said look at you pathetic piece of shit you're probably gonna die from this hey it's like and it worked (laughs) (laughs) that works for some people i was like you know what buddy you're right yeah that works for some people. I mean, I grew up in AA where it was like people talked about how it was. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like old heads told you to shut the fuck up and be grateful. Stop complaining. You right. know what I mean? For real, because that's what it is. And that's the same thing with new sobriety, because people get caught up in the idea that it's too hard and my feelings this. And, you know, you're not alone. We all felt like that. But you got to take it on the chin. And it's not a matter of manning up and, you know, uh, self-will. And you can dig deep. You can open up anything that you say in AA and say, well, if they would just do this, they yeah. wouldn't. But the reality is, once you get behind closed doors and it's just you that's real shit. Yeah. It all happens. And then you open the door back up and go to the meeting and talk about how great everything is when really deep down inside you're struggling. And that's totally fucking normal. But talk about it. Yeah, Own up to it. I remember early sobriety. Like one of the big struggles was like those Friday and Saturday. Because I was 24 when I got sober. I was young. And uh, they talked about like Fridays and Saturday nights, the call of the wild. And uh, it was like great because everyone I was friends with was like still in a halfway house. They had someone late at night, and it's like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. But, like, you got to learn to, like, be okay with yourself alone. Because, like, I was back at home with mom and dad, and my brother was still living there at the time. And it's All not- right, but what if you're never okay when you, if you're alone? Does that mean you're a weirdo? No, you're not a weirdo. Okay. Well, because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm not always okay with being alone. There's times where I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm alone. Like, when I go on this ride to Ohio, that's what I'm using as my motivation to go, that I'll have some alone time and all that. But I'd rather someone, you know, come with me or whatever. I mean, hey, listen, if you're codependent, embrace it. Yeah. Just don't. Don't don't let it ruin your fucking life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? See, we're dramatic. Yeah. Weirdos. It's learning about how to deal with like the flaws of just being a dramatic weirdo. And it's like, I can accomplish this even though, because they always said terminal uniqueness when I came in. I suffer from terminal uniqueness, man. And I feel like that's the truth of just like. Right. Uh, I'm Everybody different. Thinks you don't get it. Their anxiety's different than everyone else's. Their, yeah. their fears, their insecurities, their. All that, you know, I always thought all my emotions and the way I felt was different than you because I'm looking at you and you're able to share and I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death to put my hand up. They're telling me to, but it's a hard fucking thing to realize to, to, it's a hard thing to realize that everybody in that meeting for three, four minutes is going to be focused on me, and I'm not confident enough yeah. for that to happen yet. And it you know takes, what I mean? And it takes time. And what creates that, Joe, is the people that come to AA and just talk about how great they're doing and how shitty you're doing, and not directly. Yeah. But it's almost like they're talking down on the newcomer. See, I get it. I get the message of things Things are great. And really, because that's what sobriety is. It's a gift and things. We live a life that we never thought we could because we fucked up so much. But on the other side of that is realize who the meeting is supposed to be focused on. Like some people are making comments, saying things in meeting that discourage new people. Right. Which did to me and i see people talk about how great things were and if i'm only making meetings i'm gonna die and if i don't do this like they're doing it i'm different and i reacted and screamed out my window and told a guy to fuck off or beat somebody up or punch somebody in the face i'm doing it wrong and i'm gonna drink yeah where the fuck does it say that at yeah no <laughs> like I understand you can break down the, the big book and you can figure out where it justifies that we're not supposed to hang. You know, anger is detrimental to us. I get it. But don't alienate yourself and make yourself feel like 
you're different. That's the whole thing. We're making newcomers feel like they don't belong in AA because we're telling them the way they feel is wrong. Right. It's dangerous. Uh, yeah, and I got I got lucky because my sponsor, who was a crazy old man, he was just crazy. I don't know if you would agree or disagree. He was just a little out there, but uh, he was like perfect for like, just go in the meeting and talk about your day, which I think people in AA like don't like that. They're like, which not everybody likes everything, but they're like, this is solution based. Let me quote something from a book. And my sponsor's like, listen, the more you talk about how your day went, how goofy or childish it may be, mm -hmm. the easier it is to talk about when you're jammed up, you know what I mean? Which I'm jammed up a lot. Yeah. And uh, so I would just like constantly do that. And people, I always got like annoyed with people like quoting stuff and they're like, well, the doctor's opinion says, and I'm like, I'm like, what you think? Cause you read a book, you're better than me. Mm -hmm. Then I would always just be like, you know, Say what you say, feel what you feel, because people who mind don't matter, and people who matter don't mind. It's all good stuff. And, and that's Dr. Seuss, which is the only doctor's <laughs> opinion that matters to me. Right. I said that to a big book dude, and he got real angry about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, what's that about? I'm like, I mean, it's good advice. I don't care if Dr. Seuss said it or not. It's good advice. Right. But people rush through the fact of getting better. Like, they want to get better really quick. And then yeah. there's the saying of how long do you want to stay sick and all that. And I get it. I know what you're saying. Um, but uh, let's, let's, not, let's not make people that are new feel like they're unique. Yeah. And, he, and we're saying, you're not unique. You're not unique. But then we're, tell, we're basically saying they are because yeah. they're not supposed to feel like a newcomer. Yeah. You know what I mean? There have been times in my sobriety with like multiple years of I would just like make up that I wasn't doing good just to show people it was okay, even though in reality I'm doing fine most of the time. But I'm like, not having a good day, guys. Life sucks. Just because it's refreshing to hear that with someone with a couple years sober. And it's like, oh, I'm newly sober and I feel like this dude. Maybe I'll be all right. Yeah. But it's all about not reading into your emotions too much and labeling yourself based off your emotions. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you got to be confident on who you are, good and bad, right. and stay sober through that, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? That's and it. And then you'll get to a point where you're just confident on how you are yeah. as a person. Yeah. Fucked up and not fucked up in those areas. Yeah. Just another day at the office after a certain point. You're just like, all right, this is just what life is, and it's okay. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, look what I did. Like, for the most part, for the for my first, I don't know, four years of sobriety, I was known as a miserable dude. Yeah, I was. And then I and then I started being in service with this beginners meeting, and people saw a different side of Johnny Cook, who's actually got the tendency to be fun and goofy. Yeah. But really, I was never miserable. It's just my personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think I, I'm I not. Huh? I think it's great. That's your personality. But when you're in a clearly good mood, I feel like it upsets other people. Because like, it's like, look at him. He's in a good one. Watch what? out, man. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. yeah when you my, see someone my, who just portrays that they're miserable all the time. Allison, that's what happens. Because like, I usually get like into a goofy mood at night when you know it's nighttime. And she's like in relaxed, leave me alone time. And I just break her balls for an hour until I fall asleep. Yeah. That's fun, though. Oh, yeah. Life's fun, man. Especially when you start enjoying it. Right? What? <laughs> it seems pretty obvious, right? But <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the motivational bit time of the show. I don't know. We got deep for the past like 20 minutes. I thought it was pretty good, though. 
Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? What are we going to do? Just sit here and talk about Applebee's for an hour? Yeah. That's boring. Right. But and fake sponsors. To, and fake sponsors. <laughs> yeah. An angel. And, an angel. <laughs> Nike might come through with this, man. What? Just well, sponsoring. you're doing this for free. Yeah. I mean, really, this is pathetic because they were purchased. Yeah. And, and they know I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about if, if that's a fan. Yeah. I mean, you don't have many options. It's not like you have. I'm, I'm exclusive Nike. I don't wear. You know more Adidas? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, Adidas kind of had a little jump and then they declined. Yeezys turned me off because we got that pair like two years ago. We got the Zebras and the, I didn't know. to. I talked about this before on here, but like my OCD of having a sneaker collection. I get it. They all have to be ten and a half, or I'm like, I fucking will think about it. No, and, I get it, but with but Yeezys, you got to go with not size. Not the up. new cut, not the new ones. Yeah, the new ones are true to size. Yeah, I have a couple of the newer cut, the newer colorways, and they are ten and a half on point. Right. But see, it's weird because Air Max ones, I wear a ten because I like them a little snug. Right, how I wear them, and then you know for the Jordans, which I I when I get Jordans, it's just to, for part of the collection, I don't really wear them too much. Yeah, I don't like wearing them anymore either. Yeah, but I mean, like when they drop, like they retro stuff, like they just retroed the uh, reflective tongue fire red uh, fives. Okay, um, I'll probably never wear them, but I grab them. Yeah, because I remember having them as a kid. Right, you know what I mean. But there's nostalgia to it. Yeah, but they're yeah. a bulky shoe, and bulky shoes aren't necessarily in anymore. Right. My favorite thing with sneakers to do is find like a pair that like Nike probably invested a lot in and it just didn't pan out well for them. Like they made the Air Max 200, which is just a dad shoe, but it's an Air Max. I love them. They're so comfortable. I bought like five pairs of them, mm-hmm. but I got them for so cheap because people were like, these aren't as cool as we thought they were going to be. 200 or 100? 200. Never heard of them. I'll show you a picture after. Okay. And the Air Max Zero, which is- Well, you were trying to hop on the Zero bus too. I'm wearing them right now. Okay. Yeah, they're they're cute. Yeah, people hated them, <laughs> which means I got them for a cheaper price, and they're super. Well, what happened was well, they came out for an Air Max day with the Air Max Zero, which yeah. was supposed to be the um, what do you call it? The uh, uh, what's what's the example shoe? Like it was like the make, blueprint, the Tinker. Make, yeah, yeah. When they make a car, yeah, it was like the original made, design made, drawing. Yeah. So you know. Whatever. They tried to market it as that. Yeah. And I don't think anybody bought that because it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know but I, mean? I did. <laughs> I you sure them. did. Yeah. I, I yeah. jumped on the wagon. Well, the way you are is, though, is like you want to grab a hold of something different that nobody. nobody yeah. Because I feel like that's what it was like back in the day. It's like someone's like, oh, I got this because it was different and I made it cool. I'm not so saying you, I'm, you have the ability to do that. Why not, man? Yeah. You never know. Pretty I mean, I, I buy them. I wear them because I like them. Yeah. You know, and if somebody says, wow, I never thought to actually wear that, that's cool. Yeah. I get that a lot, too, because I try to go outside the box. Yeah, you got it. It's fun to keep them guessing. Yeah, but there's nothing really. There's no standard with sneakers. I know. Well, we know a couple of people like uh, our, my good buddy, maybe your good buddy. I don't know. Dan Rouse, he would always try to clown me. And he's like, oh, he's- see, he's he's like a temporary hobby guy. He is a temporary. He'll get real hype. He don't know shoes. who he is. He bought like a whole collection off of Mark. Then I think got rid of him like a month later. He was like, uh, well, 
and I'm not saying necessarily Dan is this guy, but I know of a few people that what they do is they they purchase in happiness, yeah. and then they gamble themselves into unhappiness, and then they have to sell everything that they purchased in happiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they have all these shoes, and then they gamble all their money away, and then they have to sell their shoes. Right. In order to, you know. Stay alive. Eat lunch. Yeah. <laughs> bad um yeah my whole sneak i got real hype into the sneaker thing it's like when me and you start hanging out because you're real hype into it and it's cool don't get me wrong i do love sneakers i've kind of chilled yeah and i've just completely like i don't like anything like exclusive like nothing like that ever really like dropped like was that like all the travis scott's like i thought the dunks were the coolest looking pair like the rest of them i thought were like kind of ugly and i'm like i don't care that much to get them you know what i mean and there's a certain price point in my head of like how much something costs before I won't wear it. Everyone's different though, mm-hmm. but I like wearing my sneakers. Yeah. I'm not, you I, know, for a little bit in the summertime, I was, was it summer where I was just, I didn't care. I was just yeah. anything with hype on it. I was picking it up when the dunk craze took off because, you know, Travis Scott came out with a pair of dunks on and then everybody got hype over dunks again. That's what happened with them. They were, nobody yeah. was caring about dunks. No. For a while. Absolutely not. They had a following back in the day, but once he came back out with them, then they, yeah, they he relit, relit the fire. So, like I was talking before we started the camera on this, I I got caught up in that and went and, you know, bought a couple pairs of dunks. Yeah. And then I'm over it. Yeah. It goes fast with sneakers. Same thing like- with um, Jordan 1's high top. Yeah. They're a total hyper for me because I don't look at them. I don't like high tops. And they're they're very uncomfortable, if you ask me. Yeah, they're tied for my favorite silhouette of Jordans. Them in the fours, I like the most. But uh, you started wearing the low top Jordan ones, and I'm like a big fan. And like I, I remember like low tops. Yeah, I, I remember telling a couple people that are into sneakers. I was like, I was like, and it's not because they're cheap, but I was like, what do you think of the low top Jordan ones? Because they just look like dunks, which I think are cool. And people are like, I think they fit better than dunks for me. And they don't, excuse me, they don't crease as easy as dunks. Yeah. Then people try clowning me. They're like, you can't wear low top ones. I'm like, I can. Who you cares? You can wear whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. I wear Air Max Zeros, dude. Who gives a fuck? I mean, they dropped uh, the Dior ones. Yeah. Christian Dior, which are going for like close to 10 Gs right now. They're yeah. super limited. Um, they came out in high and low. And, um, I only I only would wear the low. I wouldn't pay that much for sneakers. Right. Anywhere. At a certain point it's What too is much. your limit of what I'll spend on a sneaker? Yeah. Considering and, that And listen, stop right there. Not be not like don't consider whether you can afford it or not. Just consider like your personal limit. For me to justify it and still wear them 300's like the maximum I would go. Okay. So you're really limited. With that price range. Yeah, but I don't like anything. Like I said, I don't like any of that much of the exclusive drop stuff. Like any of yeah. the, the don't like, I mean, it looks cool, but I'm like, I would just never wear it though. Because of the price? Mm-hmm. Nah, just some stuff I wasn't into. <coughs> like okay. I was saying, like the Travis's, I didn't like Yeezys. I'm not really like, for, I got them and I got them in the wrong size. So they were uncomfortable, but now I can't help but no, see that they're it just- was the right size for you, the wrong size for Yeezys. We already talked about that. Exactly. Yeah. You can go to half up and I told you to, but you 
refused because you're weird. Yeah, but I feel like Kanye just pulled a fast one on all of us because he has lost his mind. And he's like, I'm going to make a ugly dog shit sneaker and people will buy it for a crazy amount of money. And yeah, I think he's people, a genius for that. Yeah, like Kev, he's a sneaker dude, Kev McCarthy. Yeah. And he he buys into that whole idea. He, he doesn't think for one second that if Yeezy's name wasn't attached to that sneaker, anybody would have bought it. And yeah. he may be right, yeah. but that's why they attach names to sneakers to turn it into something more than it is. I feel like big sneaker guys will like people who are like really into like the sneaker culture. Like after a certain point, they just wear normal ass sneakers all the time. Like Kev's yeah. a big sneaker well, guy. He wears new balances all the time. Right, I'm like, because That's great. what happens is you go around complete full circle to where you're just basically back to where you started. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> I like these. Cause yeah, you're right. over it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay. like even uh, the might get suplex. He always wears air max nineties. Like, not crazy ones. Like, I'll wear these ones. Just Well, that's how I am with Air Max ones. Yeah, they're great. For the most part. I like having a more limited exclusive sneaker on ice for when, like, I'm doing something. Like, I broke yeah. these out for today. It's just an internal thing. It's not yeah. for show. A little special occasion. What? A little special occasion sometimes. Yeah, so I could say, I, and I, for the most part, most of my sneakers, I, I remember. I'm like, oh, I, I wore these for the first time when I did Joe's podcast for the first time. Things yeah. like that. I remember the having Nike Day Air Max 1s. That's what I wore for the special. And you kept saying, you got to retire them. And I still wear them just because I liked them. And they weren't anything crazy I to get. Yeah, I would have. They yeah. would have been a one and done for me. And that's Absolutely. where, I, and that's like kind of when it clicked with sneakers. I was just like, I was like, yeah, who cares anymore? They're meant to be worn. Yeah, like but them. I like they. That would have been an easy s sneaker for you to just set aside and maybe buy another one. Yeah, to wear. That's true. Because now they're just they're hanging on the telephone pole, right? No, they're in my uh, shoe collection. They're doing great. Got somewhere to be, man? Nope. All right, man. Well, we're up against it, man. I, I'd like to say it's been a good time, but uh, I really got to go, man. And like you said earlier, after this podcast, you're done with me. Yep. All right.